unpopular opinions, a healthy dose of introspection, and a few laughs, this is the recipe for becoming our best selves. Welcome to the Socially Misguided Podcast, a show where we hold space for growth by empowering each other to have tough conversations. I'm your host, Sarah Villarreal, and while it may seem like I have it all together, I'm trying to cope with living in a culture of impossible expectations and harmful ideologies. So if you felt the same way, then this is the place for you. There's a lot to unpack, but remember, we're in this together. Welcome back. So today we're going to talk about a topic that makes me so angry. And when I say angry, I mean when I see this play out online or in person, my chest gets hot, my cheeks get flushed. It's really hard for me not to say something if we're in person. And that is weaponized incompetence. So sometimes this is called strategic incompetence. This has also been called weaponized ignorance. But if you've never heard this term, what it is is in a relationship, it's one person pretending to be bad at a task or purposely doing it poorly or half-assing it so that they don't have to do it. And most likely, they won't be asked to do it again because they've proven, quote-unquote proven, that they are not capable of doing so. So why are we talking about this? (laughs) Well, this is actually a pretty common issue. I definitely hope that this isn't an issue for you personally, because when this is done intentionally, it's actually a form of manipulation. And this issue can affect anyone, but I'm going to talk about the ways that this impacts women specifically because there are so many studies that show that this disproportionately impacts women in hetero relationships, which I think is also a really interesting thing to think about. So There are a lot of studies that show that non-hetero relationships tend to have more equity when it comes to sharing domestic labor and childcare. And I think so much of that is based on socialization. And maybe if you're in a non-hetero relationship, you probably do have a different perspective and grasp on gender and gender roles and equity. So we're going to talk more about socialization later. But again, today we're going to be talking about weaponizing incompetence from a woman's perspective because we are the ones usually more impacted by this. So if you want to see examples of this, go do a deep dive on TikTok and all you have to do is search weaponized incompetence and you will see so many videos come up. And one thing I noticed about the comments section is one of two things. Usually there are women chiming in in the comments section in solidarity or this is spun as something that's funny. But it's really not funny, right? I mean, this is completely pathetic and sad because we know that female burnout is real. We know that mom rage is real. We know that women carry more invisible labor, which is something we'll get into later in the episode. And no woman should be in a relationship where she feels frustrated and resentful because she's carrying most of the load of what should be shared responsibilities, right? And I should probably caveat here that I am not talking about my husband. He has never strategically pretended to not know something. And if he didn't know how to do something, he either asked or figured it out on his own. So I just felt like that was an important caveat to make because anytime I say something about equity and parenting online, I have lots of men jumping into the comments section, sarcastically saying things like, too bad your partner sucks, and 
So I just wanted to make that clear before I get any further into this, but it really kills me when I see women and moms suffering from inequity. So let me give you a few examples of what weaponized incompetence is, because this might be something, and I hope this is not the case for you, but this might be something you have this inkling of, huh, I feel like I've seen this or I feel like I'm experiencing this, but I didn't know that there was a term associated with it. So weaponized incompetence can look like a husband asking a wife for a map of the grocery store. It can look like a boyfriend stacking all of the bowls on top of each other in the dishwasher instead of loading it correctly so that he won't be asked to do it next time. In terms of parenting, this looks like mom asking dad to watch the baby for 15 minutes while she showers, which, by the way, is probably the only 15 minutes she's had to herself all day, while dad falls asleep and the baby's still awake. I also saw a video, oh my god, this was horrifying, where a woman went out and asked her husband to watch the toddlers, only for her to come home and have the house destroyed. And when I say destroyed, I mean paint on the walls where their little craft table was at. You could tell the kids were finger painting, toys everywhere, snacks crushed into the carpet. And I know a lot of what we see online isn't real. I mean, we talk about that a lot on this show, but a lot of these weaponized incompetence videos are. And you can tell by the sheer number of them. You can tell by the fact that moms The mom looks exhausted. She has bags under her eyes. She looks defeated. Her voice is defeated. And let's be honest, I bet a lot of us have seen versions of this happen in real life. So this is a real thing. Another example of this that I saw was a wife asking the husband to put up the leftovers, and he put the entire crock pot in the fridge instead of packing the leftovers in a container. I especially hate the videos from men's perspective where they show what they're doing as if it's funny. And that's what proves that sometimes this is done intentionally. And again, that is absolutely a form of manipulation. So when I've seen over and over in my real life, and I know this is getting a little personal, but this makes me so mad when I see it, is a husband consistently telling their partner that they will, quote, do it later knowing full well that they have no intention of doing it later and that she'll eventually pick up the slack because that chore or that task needs to be done. So again, this is someone in a relationship intentionally not doing something, claiming they don't know how to do it or not doing it well to get out of it, and that is completely unacceptable. So let's talk about why this is actually happening. And in my opinion, I think it's a socialization issue. You know, we've created a society where we have drawn a line in the sand to say, these are women's roles and these are men's roles. And I know that sounds like a really archaic issue that doesn't impact us anymore, but it really does. I mean, for generations, we have seen these patriarchal structures in place and those cycles get perpetuated. So we need to be really conscious about how we're socializing our kids. You know, if you're expecting your your daughter to unload the dishwasher, make her bed, and fold the laundry, and you're not expecting that of your son, the likelihood that he's going to go into a relationship and expect that same dynamic is pretty high. You know, another thing we can look at is toys, right? And so a lot of stores have done away with the whole binary pink rows and blue rows. Do you guys remember that when they would have like the pink row of toys versus the blue row of toys? And it was like girls toys, boys toys, girls books, boys books, boys books. (laughs) I don't know why I said boys. If we are buying our girls vacuum cleaner toys and dusting toys and kitchen toys, and we're not buying those for our boys, 
that's sending a really clear message from way early on that these are her roles. These are the roles and the duties that she's expected to fill. And it sends a message to him that says, that's not your job. (laughs) And this really isn't any different in adulthood. We see lots of studies and talk about the impact of mental load and invisible labor. And there are studies that prove this, right? I have a study, I'll link it in the show notes, that found that 9 out of 10 women feel responsible for organizing the family schedules, that having a husband creates seven extra hours of housework each week, that women take on two-thirds or more unpaid domestic labor and childcare in the home. And that is not right. Whether the woman works inside or outside the home, once both parents are home, that stuff should be split 50-50. I will say right now, shout out to single parents because taking on all of the child care and the domestic work on top of working a job to pay the bills, I mean, that's just something that you need so much more support in. So my heart really goes out to single parents. So I want to backtrack for a minute and talk about the impact of the mental load. And so that's kind of a newer term too. And what that is, is the mental toll it takes on usually women, to do all the tasks that are kind of behind the screen. So what I mean by that is, let's take taking your kids to a doctor's appointment, for example. It's not just taking time off work or taking time out of your day to take your kids to and from the doctor's appointment. It's also the 45 forms that they have beforehand where you're filling out the same damn information like a billion times. It's knowing where their pharmacy is and listing their allergies and knowing what medications to ask for and the dosage. And there's so much more that goes into that than just one task. Earlier, I had mentioned a study that talked about women feeling responsible for organizing all the family schedules. You know, the family trips, when we're sending flowers to someone who's going through a hard time, Buying the birthday gift for the upcoming party that you're the one who is RSVPing for and making sure that there's nothing else conflicting on the calendar. I mean, there are countless examples of this, but all of that takes a toll on you mentally. And a lot of times those things are unseen, they're unrecognized, they're unappreciated because the person who's not doing them doesn't know that they're there. And so there's another example of weaponized incompetence that I saw that completely ties into the mental load. And that was a woman had gone to work and asked her husband to unplug her Sensi, you know, those little things that heat up the wax and they make your house smell good, to unplug that before he left. So when she came back, she came back to find the plug dropped, had been dropped in the wax So, of course, by now the wax had hardened with a plug in it, but that does two things to her. That shows her that, one, she cannot trust him to do that task, so she has to take it on herself, or two, she has to remember to tell him to place the plug on the counter in addition to asking him to unplug it in the first place, so that adds to her mental load. So either scenario, this is adding more work to this woman's already full schedule, and This, I think, happens a lot because I think when you take on more of the mental load, you have to become a project manager of the home, and that is such an underrated issue that we have in relationships. And especially if you have a partner who's using weaponized incompetence because then you're having to keep either take on more tasks or 
give them step-by-step instructions on how to do every single other task, which if we're being honest, at that point, no wonder so many women say, never mind, if you can't, if you want something done right, you do it yourself and they take it on themselves. But again, this does not lead us to any kind of equity <laughs> in the relationship. And let's think about this as how this impacts kids as well. If your kids grow up seeing this kind of relationship, they are more likely to enter into a relationship and expect the same kind of dynamic, right? This also teaches kids that one parent is trustworthy and one parent is not. This teaches kids that they can only come and ask one parent for something and not the other. I mean, how many times as a mom have you been in the shower and your kids will come from sitting on the couch with your husband into the bathroom to ask you a question when he's a foot away, you know? And that takes both of that takes both people in the relationship saying, no, ask daddy, he's right there. I also want to talk about language because in every situation, language is so powerful and it really matters. But one thing we need to stop doing as a society so that we can help this whole mental load and weaponized incompetence and all these issues is we need to stop referring to dads and husbands as quote unquote helping. Because in my mind, what that does is if you are helping someone, that kind of indicates that you are helping them with their duty and you are doing something out of the goodness of your heart to kind of do them a favor. And when we're talking about equitable relationships, in terms of housework and taking care of the kids, like I said earlier, once both parents are home, that should be split 50-50. That shouldn't be someone helping their partner raise the kids or take the kids out or cook dinner or do the laundry If you're living there and you're making the mess and you're eating the food and you helped create those kids or you assumed the responsibility of being a parent to those kids, you shouldn't be helping anyone. You should just be assuming those responsibilities for yourself. Another thing we need to get away from, and I've definitely been guilty of this out of anger, calling people man-child, calling someone a man-child, is that phrase right there. When we say man-child, that kind of tricks our brain into feeling like this should be a mother-son relationship. And it's not that at all. Because, yes, we help children because they are not always capable developmentally or whatever it is. They're not always capable of doing a task, right? When we ascribe that label to a full-grown man, we're taking accountability off of him as if he were a child and actually incapable of doing something. Now, caveat, obviously, I'm not speaking about anyone who is suffering from illness or a disability or for some other reason where they physically can't do something. I'm talking about someone, I'm talking about men who are 100% capable of doing all of the same things that their partner is doing. Other phrases I think we need to get away from are allowing men or our sons or boys to say, well, it's not my thing and I don't know how to do it or you're better at it. And so sometimes this can be innocent incompetence, right? Sometimes there's a lack of confidence component or truly someone doesn't know how to do something. But in this day and age, you can Google it you can YouTube it. You can ask how to do it. I mean, that just, that should never be a reason why a partner cannot share in the responsibilities because they don't know how to do it. And it's not my thing. That's a load of bullshit. Like, no one's thing is changing diapers. No one enjoys doing that. It's disgusting. But if you have kids, that's part of the gig. Another reason that language matters so much, and this is more from a parenting perspective, and I've totally seen this play out in my personal life, is when a parent will 
and this is more older generations, so they're talking about their kids who are full-grown, when they say, well, that's just how he is. Okay, that is not just how that person is. Girls are not born inherently being better at household duties. That is something that we socialize in them. That is behavior. If if you have a son, a grown son that is using weaponized incompetence, that's because he was socialized that way. That's because his behavior was enabled. So the whole, well, that's just how he is. That doesn't work. So another little caveat, I just kind of want to play devil's advocate, but I only want to touch on this briefly because I don't think that this is the majority of why weaponized incompetence is happening. But I would say if you feel like you are the victim of weaponized incompetence, just check yourself and make sure that you're not being someone who criticizes your partner to no end for quote unquote not doing it perfectly or the way that you do it. I mean, there's a very clear distinction of Yes, not everyone's a type A person. Maybe not everyone's going to do it as perfectly as as you can. And I know, trust me, I get it. I like my towels folded a certain way. Like I'm very particular, but not to the point where I won't let someone else help me and share in the workload because they didn't make the bed with crisp enough edges or whatever it is, right? So I think that's just important to make sure that this incompetence isn't coming from the partner feeling so criticized and belittled because they can't do it right. So I think the last thing I would say is, one, I hope that this is not your situation, but if it is and you're in a safe relationship where you can bring it up, I think it's worth having a conversation about, right? It's definitely not going to be a fun one. It's for sure going to be uncomfortable, which is what this podcast is all about. But if you don't bring it up, it's not going to fix the problem. And in terms of parenting, we have to make sure that if we don't want our kids to use weaponized incompetence against their partners— They need to see what sharing household duties looks like in their own home. So most likely kids are going to see mom cooking dinner, but let's make sure they also see dad cooking dinner. And let's have them see dad taking the laundry and washing it without mom asking them to do it. I mean, kids pick up on what we do so much more than what we say. (laughs) So that's all I have for today, friend. Thanks so much for tuning in, for listening to the whole episode, and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening in. If you love this episode, please do me a favor and share with a friend. It helps us get the name out there so others can find the show and join the community. For more information or to connect, find us on social at Socially Misguided Podcast. And remember to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. I'm so thankful to be on this journey together, and I'll see you next week.